Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Is this the kind of air we want to leave for our children? Don't they deserve better? Electricity, the fuel of the future. Can you see? Test drive the Electorus today and get a free gift. Thinking of saying goodbye to gas? Hello. I uh, love your planet deeply and I'm interested in purchasing one of your electronic autos. Well, it's always nice to meet people concerned about the environment. What kind of mint? Welcome to the electric car of the future. Sponsored by the Gasoline Producers of America. Hello, I'm an electric car. I can't go very fast or very far. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi, and I am your host, and I've got some quick news for you before we begin. First of all, I want to say hello to Axel, because that's the most important thing that we're going to talk about today. Axel, hello. Thank you very much for emailing me. Second of all, I bought a Model Y. I'm super stoked about it. I bought it last Saturday. Um, still waiting for VIN numbers and all that stuff, but I got a gray Model Y long range, and... um very excited. Also, I've never purchased anything outside of a house that costs nearly as much as this car does. And I'm also terrified. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it should be good. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, playing around with it. I did not get full self-driving or enhanced autopilot because I can barely afford the car. So that's why. But anyway, yeah, bought a car. All right, let's move on here. Oh, that's why I played the Simpsons intro was in honor of my new electric car that will be delivered sometime in June. The Fisker Ocean is officially certified in Europe and deliveries will begin on May 5th. So that's exciting for everybody at the Fisker team. Also, those folks in Europe who will receive the vehicle. North American deliveries will begin sometime after that. It still has to get certified here in the U.S. So... That's good news. Good news for Fisker. Hopefully that article that we had, I think it was last week about them not including some features until later on ends up being not true or at least better than reported. 
Atlas Motor Vehicles, which is a company that's just down the road from me in Mesa, they have changed their name to NXU, which is actually pronounced NEW. Atlas, or NEW, is building out an ecosystem for EVs, starting with their Cube battery packs. With They're built with proprietary cells and New claims that it'll allow the vehicles or the battery pack to charge faster and have better range and longer lifespan than current batteries. I don't know if that's true or not. I know Atlas, or excuse me, New, I know that they've made several uh, videos showing off their their technology, but only at a, on a very small level, nothing on a grand level. So I actually have uh, the CEO, Mark Canchette. I have his phone number in my phone. I should call him or actually, I don't know if he's the CEO. He just might be the founder now, but in either case, I have his number and calling him might be too forward. Maybe I'll contact their PR folks and see if we can't get an interview scheduled. Now you might be asking, I thought Atlas was going to build a truck and they were, it sounds like that's on hold and they're going to focus on the platform. Atlas will still be a subsidiary under the new uh, company, NXU. But as of right now, it sounds like that project's on hold so they can focus on that cube battery, which sounds like they think they got something there. Ford has a new division for AI and autonomy. The new division is called Latitude AI. I don't have a lot more to say on this, but I do have something to say on the article. The article I read was written by Jennifer Sinsaba. I'm probably saying her last name right. Wrong. Not right. She writes for Clean Technica. Jennifer dives into the history of driverless cars, and I'd be willing to bet you don't know when the first driverless car was shown off. It was actually in 1939. The driverless car was exhibited at the World's Fair. The car was controlled by transmitters in the road, but prior to that, they, did, they actually tested uh, driverless cars that were remote control through radio waves, but they had to have a, a chase vehicle follow behind the car that, that was being remote controlled uh, because they needed a good signal. So pretty interesting. The article is full of really good information. I just give you two small bits of that article and the article will be linked in the show notes. Um, I like Jennifer. She's a good writer. Our next article is one of those I'm kind of surprised, but not really surprised type of articles. GM will stop making the Chevy Bolt this year. I'm not really surprised because GM is focusing on the Ultium platform. The Chevy Bolt is built off a legacy platform. But I am a little bit surprised because it is their best-selling electric vehicle. And at one at some point in time, they could just, you know, transfer the Bolt over to the Ultium platform. People really like it. Now, I do understand that Chevy has a vehicle that is escaping me at the moment that's going to start around $30,000, so maybe they don't want to cannibalize the sales of that vehicle, but it's kind of a bummer. People seem to like the Bolt, but we're going to talk more about this next week when we cover GM's Q1 2023 earnings call, so we'll save it for that. VinFast has delivered the first batch of VF5s in Vietnam. The VF5s are the smallest uh, version of electric vehicle that VinFast sells. The VF5 has two options. The first option comes with a battery for $22,900 US dollars or $537,119,500 Vietnamese dong. There's also a cheaper version 
but it comes with a battery subscription. That is $19,500 or $466,754,500 Vietnamese dong. And the subscription is $68 a month, which isn't too bad. I don't know what that would be equivalent to in Vietnam. Like $68 is a, is a cheap cable bill here in the United States. I don't know how expensive or cheap or affordable that would be in Vietnam. The VF5 has a range of around 186 miles or 300 kilometers. It'll come with a 100 kilowatt motor or 134 horsepower with 100 pound feet of torque. Let's see, 37.2 kilowatt hour battery. It's got a pretty nice warranty, seven year, 87,000 mile warranty. And just kind of as a side note here, VinFast also secured two and a half billion dollars in funding recently. So congrats to the VinFast team. Moving on to NEO. NEO is planning a smaller and more affordable EV for Europe, but the car won't be sold under the the NEO brand. We don't know what the sub-brand will be called, but we do know the code name for the sub-brand is Firefly. Now, I highly doubt they're going to use Firefly. But that first model will be a hatchback, and the price will start under 30,000 euros, which is around 33,290 US dollars, according to reports. And because it is built by NEO, owners of this vehicle will have access to NEO's battery swap stations. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if it's going to be specific battery swap stations or if you can go to any battery swap station, but still pretty cool that they are still continuing to offer that even through their sub brands. Neo says that 60% of the drivers prefer using battery swap stations rather than charging like a common peasant. Neo's latest swap station can perform 408 swaps per day. So pretty impressive. On Tuesday's episode, we dedicated a whole episode to Rivian. And by the way, a lot of people uh, emailed in and contacted me and told me that they liked that episode. Thank you very much for your kind words. It was very nice to hear. Um, my plan originally with that was we were going to listen to RJ and then we we're going to listen to Claire and then I was going to do some news, but the show was running very long. So I cut the news. We'll do it here. So here we go. Starting off with the Rivian news here. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I got to find my place. Here we go. Rivian is opening up their EV charging stations to other EV brands. We heard Claire mention this in her fireside chat with Bank of America. This will also open up some IRA funds, Inflation Reduction Act funds, to help Rivian build out their adventure network. So uh, good for Rivian and good for other EV owners. Moving on here, Rivian's head of software, Wassam Binsid, I am so sorry I butchered that name, mentioned that Rivian is set to release a big update soon. In that update, there will be a big towing update, integrated text message on the screen, activating the cameras when you turn on a blinker, which seems like that should have already been there, but that's cool. Navigation improvements, valet mode, entertainment apps, and then some holiday software updates. So that's pretty neat. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is kind of a cool story. Rivian is developing an Apple Watch as a key feature. I like this idea. That's neat. I, I hope that Tesla ends up doing this. And even though Rivian doesn't have CarPlay, which we talked about last week or last episode, they are integrating Apple Music into their system. So that's cool. I'm an Apple Music user. Now, our next 
little piece that we're going to talk about isn't an article. It comes from the Twitter account of Hamid Shojai. Now, if that name sounds familiar with you, it should because he was on episode 257. Well, he posted on Twitter that there's a good chance that the Rivian R1T and R1S will outsell the Model S and Model X in 2023. Rivian delivered 8,000 vehicles in Q1 2023, and Tesla delivered 10,695 Model S and Model Xs during that same time period. Now, there is a world as Rivian ramps up and they they overcome these hurdles that they're having with supply chain and manufacturing where they could pass the Model S and Model X. Now, they're not going to pass the Model 3 and the Model Y, but they could potentially pass the Model S and Model X in 2023. And I think that is fantastic. And I think Hamid might be right. All right, that is it for our EV news. Before we move on, I do want to let everybody know that we do have a Patreon. Um, I know it seems it's, to me it seems awkward to tell you that I just bought a Model Y and then to talk about the Patreon and ask you for money. But let me assure you, none of the money that goes into the Patreon goes into my pocket. All that money goes back into making the show better. We went to Vegas this year. Um, it just goes for a little stuff like that. And trust me, it didn't even pay for Vegas, but it, it helped out quite a bit. So if you want to help out the show and you want to support the show and get an ad free experience, consider giving a dollar a month to the Patreon. And if you're like, you know, I don't really like Patreon. I don't, I don't really want to use that service, but I still want to help you out. Well, ACAST plus has an option as well. All of the links are in the show notes. So check them out if you want to support the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
All right, let's jump into our Tesla news. I didn't know this, but apparently Tesla removed the regen braking option in their software. Uh, there was two options, standard or low. I have good news. It's back. So you get to choose. Do you want low regen or standard regen? Tesla launched a non-Tesla EV supercharger pilot program in China. The non-Tesla supercharger is compatible with 37 different EVs in China. So maybe, maybe we'll see that here in the United States someday. Tesla says that their batteries average 12% degradation from the original capacity. So according to the company, the average battery capacity loses after 200,000 miles or 322,000 kilometers, an average of 12% of that original capacity. So you have to travel 200,000 miles on average to lose 12%. That's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Next up, for our Canadian friends, Tesla has launched the Model Y rear-wheel drive in Canada and the Model Y all-wheel drive standard range for businesses in the UK. Now, we're not going to talk about the UK. We're going to focus on Canada right now. Sorry, UK. Uh, the Canadian Model Y will get 394 kilometers or 245-mile range It'll cost 59990 Canadian, which is $44,045 here in the United States. And there are tons of EV-friendly incentives in Canada. And in Quebec, if you happen to live there, the car qualifies for a 12000 12, Canadian dollar incentive. It's pretty impressive. And it's rumored that this version of the Model Y is actually built and shipped uh, from China. Pretty interesting. Let's see here. Tesla has had the in-car trip planner for a while now, but what happens if you want to plan your trip while you're taking a bath? Well, you can't, or you couldn't until now. Tesla is bringing the trip planning feature to your mobile app. If you go to your location tab in the app, you can enter an address and it'll plan the route, including charging stops in the app. You can also edit the charging stops if need be. And the best part is you can send your trip to your car. So it's waiting there when you're ready to travel. Tesla Autopilot has been found not guilty or not responsible or found not at fault in a uh, lawsuit. I don't know really how to say it that it wasn't guilty when it's a piece of technology, but here's the story. An LA woman was involved in an accident with her Model Y, or excuse me, Model S in 2019. The accident was fairly serious in terms of injuries. She, she fractured her jaw, she was missing some teeth, and there's some nerve damage to her face. And she claimed that the Model S swerved into the curb while operating in autopilot. So that was 2019. In 2020, she sued Tesla, and Tesla's defense was that during that time, autopilot should have only been used on highways and not on city streets. The jury agreed and cleared Tesla of any wrongdoing. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with the jury, but it does seem like if autopilot wasn't allowed to be used on city streets, then Tesla owners should not be able to activate it on city streets. I'm not saying the jury's wrong. I'm just saying, why is Tesla letting you activate this on streets that it's not supposed to be used on? 
it has a GPS. It knows where it's at. It should be able to take care of this pretty easily, I think. All right, we're down to our last story. Tesla investors have written a letter to Tesla's board of directors asking for more CEO commitment. I've read the letter. It's four or five pages. There's a link in the show notes. I'm going to give you the overview as written in the letter. I'm going to read it poorly. I'm just letting you know that ahead of time because I can't read. And then um, I'll, I'll give you some excerpts from the letter. And then also I'll just kind of sum things, some things up in between. So I don't have to embarrass myself by reading the entire letter out loud. So here is the overview according to the letter. The board's meager oversight of CEO Elon Musk and other critical aspects of corporate strategy, including the company's approach to human rights and labor rights, exposes the company to substantial legal, operational, and reputational risks, thereby jeopardizing its long-term value. The board has allowed the CEO to be overcommitted at a time when it when the company faces critical challenges, including increased competition, regulatory scrutiny, and a stock slide. Therefore, we urge the board to announce the following. A means to ensure Tesla has a CEO that is dedicated, excuse me, that dedicates adequate time and attention to the company, either a policy that limits the CEO's outside commitments or a CEO succession plan, a plan to overhaul the compensation of the board, including rolling off directors with close ties to the CEO. So basically, <laughs> they they would really like it if the board didn't like Elon so much and stop letting him do whatever he wants. The letter went on to say that the board has failed to ensure that the CEO is appropriately focused on Tesla. So right now, Elon is involved in Tesla, SpaceX, Twitter, the boring company, Neuralink. I mean, even if you have superhuman abilities and focus, that's that's a lot of companies to try and manage, even if you're only doing, you know, 5% at the boring company and 2% at Neuralink, Twitter, SpaceX, and Tesla are going to take up a lot more of your time, or at least they should. They also went on to say that um, there were reports or are reports of workers and regulatories, regulators um, investigating or complaining about toxic culture at Tesla's factories. We've talked about that. They had a little bit more to say about that. Tesla appears to be embracing a broader culture of being above the law. In addition to the allegations detailed above, Tesla currently faces three criminal probes by the U.S. Department of Justice and investigations by the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration and the California Department of Vehicles over Tesla's autopilot system. Instead of working to address problems with regulators, CEO Musk has made derogatory tweets and comments fueling tensions, which I have seen that, so I don't think that's wrong. They also went on and talked about exposing Tesla uh, to significant human rights risks, and they have not been meaningfully addressed. Uh, the human rights implications we're talking about are child labor or forced labor in the supply chain. Uh, forced labor when it comes to folks like the Uyghur Muslims in China, and then child labor when it comes from the cobalt mines from the uh, DRC in Congo. Tesla recently released their impact report for 2022, and the report, and in the report, they talked about their commitment to ethical sourcing of cobalt. 
So uh, I don't actually know if this part is true or not. I do know that Tesla opened up either a store or um, some form of Tesla operation in that Uyghur area of of China, which is definitely we talked about this. Uh, that's 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 definitely concerning, especially how poorly those folks are being treated by the Chinese government. The Tesla board lacks sufficient independence and accountability mechanisms. So this is going on with the letter here. We believe that Tesla's current governance structure, specifically its staggered elections, supermajority voting requirements, board compensation, and director compensation practices is one of the primary causes for poor oversight. It has been reported that several of Tesla's directors have close personal relationships with Elon Musk, some dating back de- decades. In addition to his brother, Kimball Musk, CEO Musk has longstanding friendships with director Ira Ephrempris, Ephrempris, James Murdoch, um, and James Murdoch. Over the last, over the years, Tesla directors have received exceptionally high compensation for their work, getting paid millions in stock options compared to the average director pay of $300,000 annually. We are concerned that these close personal ties and extraordinary pay reduces the board's objectivity, independence, and ability to prioritize the needs of Tesla shareholders. I I can say that they have a point there editorially. The group wants to ensure Tesla has a CEO that is going to focus on Tesla and address its challenges, which I don't think that's unreasonable. Uh, the group of investors who wrote this letter, I, I don't know, there's like nine or 12 of them. Uh, they hold over one and a half billion dollars of Tesla stock. I'm not sure if this letter is going to fall on deaf ears. However, uh, we did talk about a few weeks ago, or maybe it was even last week. All these shows just kind of blend together for me. So sorry about that. But we talked about Tesla changing up the way that they're doing um, board seats like two of the seats are going to be up for basically anybody who's qualified to run for and they could be voted in instead of Elon picking the board seats, but only two or a maximum of 10% of the board or something like that. I can't remember the exact um Maybe it was 20% of however big the board is. So if the board has 10 people, it's two. If they grow to 100 people, it's 20, that kind of thing. All right. I'm sure you guys all know how to percentages work. <laughs> all right. Um, th- this story is important because Tesla is having their shareholders meeting soon. And I'm sure we're going to hear more about this. Now, last time they had a shareholder meeting... I played the shareholder proposals that I thought were relevant. I didn't play all of them, I'm pretty sure, but I thought I played the ones that I thought were relevant. And then I was like, you know what? I should actually have Tesla's response to these, the shareholder request. And normally this, the response is no, but I I should have, you know, what their official take on it is when we play these clips. So this time around this year, I will have that response before we actually play the clips so that I think that gives us more context. And I think it makes it more fair because again, I tend to lean on the side of labor or on the side of customers. And I very rarely stick up and defend um, in any great way, 
for businesses, especially multi-billion dollar businesses, they don't need my help. So I am extraordinarily biased in this regard, but I think it's important for you to have this information so you get the full picture. All right, everybody, that is it for me this episode, and actually it's the whole week. I want to thank you all for listening. Axel, I hope you enjoyed this episode, as well as everybody else. I hope everybody else enjoyed this episode as well. If you want to email me, you can. It's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. You can also find me on Twitter, at 918digital. All right, everybody, that is it. Have a great day, and I will talk to you on Tuesday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.